are listening to Pet Fluff with Katie Mara, a lifestyle podcast that features various topics, current events, tips and advice, and the occasional guest that not only benefits you, but also your pet. So come and join me and take a listen as I am your host, Katie Mara. Hey guys, it's episode seven and I'm Katie Mara. Today, I will be discussing activities and places to do and go with your pet, as well as events to do for the petless animal lover. I will also discuss the behavior of a former friendly dog whose behavior has changed in the past several years. But before we get into all of that, let's hit up our first segment, Here's the Scooper. Here's the Scooper, where a captivating current event can spark a conversation or a feel-good story that makes your heart smile. And best of all, it's all about the animals. Before we get started with today's story, I wanted to give out some information that I've come across for people who have been impacted by COVID-19 that are pet owners. Red Rover is a organization that is providing financial assistance to pet guardians with economic hardship when pets are in life-threatening situations. They're also providing boarding financial assistance for ill owners who are unable to care for pets. And these are both emergency resources available financially strapped or ill pet owners. And these are in a grant form, but are going to provide great service for people who really need it. I will post all of this information on my show notes so you can get the proper information and apply for these two grants. On to our story from CNN. An escaped peacock is lured back into the Boston Zoo with a cop's mating call from his phone. The Franklin Park Zoo welcomed back their escape peacocks thanks to an officer's cell phone. During a basic patrol through the Roxbury neighborhood, a patron approached the officers, stated that an animal may have escaped the zoo. Shortly after, they were met by an extremely large, intimidating, but beautiful male peacock. Snowbank is his name, and he is one of four peacocks kept at the zoo. The peacocks are free-roaming and wander throughout the zoo. It's mating season for the peacocks, so Snowbank may have wandered off looking for a potential peahen, which is, I guess, a female peacock. Didn't know that. An officer found a mating call from his cell phone and lured the bird back into a fenced-in yard before Boston Animal Control was able to escort Snowbank back to the zoo. A spokesperson from the zoo stated, upon learning the peacock's adventure, the animal care team worked quickly with the Boston Police Department and Animal Control to recover Snowbank. We are happy to report that he is back at the zoo and is doing well. We appreciate everyone's assistance to return Snowbank and we are excited to have guests to return to the zoo and see these beautiful birds in person in the near future. Snowbank has been a resident at the Franklin Park Zoo since 2013. I've actually been to several zoos where peacocks roam freely amongst the zoo, so it's funny that he was able to escape and no one saw, but I'm glad he's back and safe and sound. Now, let's get into our next segment, All the Fluff. All the Fluff, where discussions happen and information is absorbed to help aid you and your pet. 
quarantine has been an amazing time for your pet. They've been loving all the free time that you've had to spend time with them. But things lately, I'm sure, have been a bit redundant with routine and can make things feel like Groundhog's Day. So I've put together a list of activities that you can do with your pet. So we'll first start with dogs. For high-energy dogs, here's some activities that would be beneficial for them. Jogging with your dog. Swimming at a lake or beach or even a friend's pool with quarantine. I'm not sure every place is accepting beaches and lake activity, but in the near future, ride a bike and go hiking with your dog. Seeing new things can excite your dog as well as you. For those rainy days, you can make dog puzzles. This actually stimulates their mind. You can go to brunch with your dog and have outdoor seating. Some of these activities are going to be more accepted after quarantine's over. Get that list ready so once it's lifted, you know what to do with your dog. You can create an agility course and do some training with your dog. Now for medium energy dogs, a basic car ride would be awesome for them. Or if you have a boat or a friend with a boat, a boat ride would also suffice. I mean, take me on that boat ride. I love boats. You can play with them outside with a hose or a sprinkler, teach them a new trick, take them on a weekend getaway or what I like to call a staycation where you can stay at a pet-friendly hotel and experience a new atmosphere with your pet. You can also have a puppy party. These are also great for dogs who love other dogs and like to interact with dogs and people and it would just be an awesome event. You can also create a puppy shoot and photograph the dog at a unique location where they can also have fun while taking a photo shoot. Now for low energy dogs, you can always Netflix and nap. If you're going into work, take your dog to work. I mean, of course, after COVID, need to move around and get that blood flowing? Have a yoga session with your dog. And of course, after that yoga session, take your pup to Starbucks and order a puppuccino, aka a small whipped cream in a cup. Your dog will surely love you to death. Now for all you cat lovers, here's some activities that you can do with your cat. You can brush your cat. Take your cat outside on a leash. That is an activity and an adventure in itself. Seriously, I've done it personally. You can also Netflix and bond and take a cat nap. You can bird watch, get some binoculars and fill up the bird feeder to attract more birds to the window. You can use empty boxes to create a kitty playground for your cat. Catnip is also an awesome alternative to get some enjoyment while your cat is going apeshit. You can teach your kitty high five. I have some tips. I will post that in the show notes. You can play with your cat with a string toy or a laser pointer. You can also do a photo shoot with your cat. Some cats will even allow you to play dress up. You can also set up an agility training course and puzzles for your cat. This also keeps their brain active and you can create kitty hammocks around the house and I would put them in high places or near windows. Last but not least, you can play ping pong in an empty bathtub. They love it and they will go crazy in the bathtub. Now, for all you rabbit lovers, I have a couple of activities that you can do with your rabbits while you're also in quarantine. You can let them free roam in your house and you can create an outdoor playpen in your yard. They would love that where they can't escape, but they get some fresh air and good sun. You can make cardboard toys. I will also post that information. 
as well as you can create a bunny tunnel. Rabbits forage for their food naturally, so you can play hide-and-go-seek with food, which will also stimulate their mind. You can create a sandbox for them and let them dig. It doesn't have to be sand or dirt, but you can create it with stuffing or pet-friendly peanuts. Last but not least, you can create a vertical landing pad, but not too vertical, something that they could hop up on that's higher than the ground, but not too high where they could fall off and injure themselves. So after hearing all of this, for all of you petless animal lovers, I've also created a list of animal-loving activities that you can enjoy even if you don't have a pet. And of course, pet owners can indulge as well. The first activity is called Doggy Day Out, which is created by Mutual Rescue. It encourages people to take dogs from local shelters on outings and field trips in the community. Some activities include a day trip to the beach or lake, or an overnight stay in your home, or going to a pet-friendly restaurant. In this program, I see that every state has participated, so I found two shelters in the D.C. Baltimore area that supports Doggy Day Out. In Baltimore, Barks, which is Baltimore Animal Rescue and Care Shelter. I actually follow them on Instagram. They have an awesome Instagram page, so I'm glad that they're participating. And they're located in downtown Baltimore. And in Falls Church, Virginia, which is right outside of D.C., is Lost Dog and Cat Rescue. And they're an awesome shelter. They actually have several restaurants that proceeds go to their animal rescue. So I'm glad that they're participating as well. I just think it's like an awesome way to not rent a dog for a day, but to have a dog for a day. And it's almost having a big brother or big sister program for dogs. I just think it's a really cool concept. So the next thing that is really big is conventions. CatCon, if you're a really big cat lover, you've probably heard of CatCon. It's in Los Angeles. It was scheduled for August 29th and 30th, but right now it's on pause due to COVID-19. So I'm not sure when they're going to actually have the expo. I don't even know if it's going to be this year or they're going to push it back to next year. But it is the biggest cat-centric pop culture event in the world dedicated to all things cats. It is part expo and part symposium. CatCon engages, educates, and entertains thousands of fans. It's been featured in the New York Times, BuzzFeed, Reuters, Vanity Fair, and Glamour. With CatCon being so popular, it spawned DogCon. I don't know when that's going to happen. I haven't found any dates, but I'm just giving you ideas for the future. So bookmark these. I will also post them. It will be the biggest outdoor festival in the world dedicated 100% to dogs and their BFFs. The weekend-long event includes live entertainment, tasty treats, beverages, swag bags, demos, and activities designed just for dogs. Like CatCon, DogCon will donate a percentage of their ticket sales and other activities to animal organizations. CatCon donated over $250,000 to Fix Nation, Little Bub's Big Fun, RIP Little Bub, I love you so much, Kitten Rescue, Red Rover, Tiny Kittens, and more. Now, there's also, of course, if there's a DogCon and a CatCon, there's also a PetCon. That is actually a different company. DogCon and CatCon are under the same 
organization. PetCon is actually different. It has much of the same that I've mentioned, plus it has meet and greet with animal influencers. They have demos for products, adoption gardens, speaker sessions, IG moments, and food and drink. And it's also been featured in Vogue, Bustle, and Good Morning America. PetCon, I think, was in LA as well. I'm not sure where DogCon will be located, but CatCon is always in LA. Now, featured in the DC area, there is an expo I found called the Super Pet Expo. It will be happening August 28th through the 30th at the Dulles Expo Center. And it's also going to be in Edison, New Jersey, February 12th through 14th, 2021. So it'll be next year. Both events will have shopping and educational sessions, plus food and expo booths. Another expo I found was called the World of Pets Expo, and it's in Tenonium, Maryland, which is the Maryland Fairgrounds, and Hampton, Virginia. And it is a pet-friendly expo, so you can bring your pets. They will have educational workshops, shopping, entertainment, demos, pony rides, and much more. Outside of the D.C. area, I found some other events, which include the World's Ugliest Dog Competition, which is in Petaluma, California. I hope I didn't butcher that. This competition is actually held at the Sonoma Marin Fairgrounds and Event Center. The contest is held every June, though June is approaching rather quickly, so I'm not sure what they're going to do this year. Another event I found is called the Dog Bowl, which is held in Frankenmuth, Michigan, and it will be August 14th through 16th and August 20th through 23rd. It is the largest Olympic-style event for dogs. It hosts 30 different styles of events. You can bring your dog there. So it seemed like a really cool event. So it is happening in August. So if you live in Michigan, and I don't know where Frankenmuth is, you would probably have a grand old time. Now the last event I found is for parrot lovers. It is called the Parrot Festival, and it's hosted by the National Parrot Rescue and Preservation Foundation. They did have their event January of this year, 2020, hosted in Houston, Texas. And this event includes speakers, raffles, exhibitions, and live shows and demos, as well as a large banquet dinner. So it seems like a lot of fun if you're into parrots and are a parrot lover. So these are some of the activities that you can do with your pets, as well as visiting pet activities in the area, pet events. So I hope you have a lot of fun with those and put them in your calendars for the future. They may not happen in 2020, but definitely 2021 is the year that these will happen, and they all seem like a lot of fun. So now we're going to go on to our next segment, Q&A time. It's Q&A time. Solve all your animal problems here. No matter how pressing or silly your question is, don't worry, I got you covered. Now it's time to get into the nitty gritty. Our question today comes from Samantha D. from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and she writes, My dog whines and acts excited when he sees other dogs, but as soon as they approach, he barks and I have to pull him away, and then he whines again. He used to be super friendly to every dog and human, but not anymore. How can I resolve this issue? The first thing you have to do is with any behavioral problem, always have your dog evaluated by a vet for any underlying illnesses or neurological disorders. 
This actually eliminates any health issue that can cause a dog or actually a cat to act out of behavior. This is so time's not wasted and you're not using frivolous techniques to confuse your dog any further. We first have to go into the reasons why a dog becomes aggressive in the first place. And there's four reasons why dogs behave aggressively. Fear, possessiveness, frustration, and showing of dominance. So with fear, it comes from a sense that they are in danger and can't escape, so they defend themselves. This behavior is usually shown in abused and neglected dogs. The dog experienced an extremely traumatic event or it wasn't properly socialized as a puppy. So with possessiveness, this happens when a dog is fixated on an object Examples include food, toys, or something like a sticker rock that deems a value to the dog. Now with frustration, this is caused by a dog not being able to get something, so they redirect their frustration and an aggression towards the closest dog or human. And showing of dominance. With dominance in dogs, it is not actually a personality trait, it's actually a behavior. So dogs do not dominate passive or aggressive by nature. This develops with their living circumstances. Dogs who are dominant must prove that they are in charge and become aggressive if their position has been challenged. Dominance aggression tends to be mistaken by other more common forms of aggression. Now that we've discussed what aggression is and the different types, let's go over the leash greetings. When we tend to greet other dogs, our dogs can always feel the owner's demeanor through the leash. This is actually helpful for training dogs with extreme fear and trust issues, but that's for another topic. When a dog tends to be an excited greeter, owners will automatically pull the dog away from an oncoming person or dog. The dog can't reach the target, thus causing frustration. Prolonged and repetitive behavior can cause the dog to react aggressively towards other dogs and people. What do you do? First, you have to have the proper equipment. By proper equipment, I mean not just putting a leash to a collar, but having a front-clipped harness, which is good for better control, a prong collar. And a lot of people are afraid of prong collars, but they are very effective when they're properly used. And for some dogs, a gentle leader may also be a great option. It gives complete control over the dog's whereabouts. Now, keep in mind, having the proper equipment is not the magic solution. This will have to coincide with the changed behavior with not only the dog, but also the owner. With the proper equipment, here are some tips that can help you move forward with your dog. You want to be able to redirect the aggressive behavior with treats. First, you would want to practice this ahead of time prior to them meeting and greeting with other dogs and people because consistency is the key. So you want to bring small treats with you and you want them to train with the sit and wait commands and then you reward them with treats. While doing all of this, you also want to have a relaxed leash. You don't want it to be tight because again, they can feel the tension within the leash and it would be counterintuitive. Once this is down, 
down and they are doing well with the treats. When they see other dogs or people, catch your dog when they are distracted, but right before they are reactive and use the treats. This is a way to distract them and to redirect their energy onto a reward as opposed to a negative thought or feeling. Part two of this is called automatic eye contact. This builds upon treat redirection. This is used with a clicker, which is a pretty common form of basic training. With this clicker training, this will also redirect their attention to you and they will be unable to focus on the other dog or person. By them staring at you, how can they stare at another dog or person? With all these methods, the owner will have to be patient and consistent. Now, if you think you need further assistance with all of this groundwork, I would hire a trainer who is specialized in behavioral training. These trainers will be able to train your dog in a undistracted environment and then be able to give you an outline to continue these in the comfort of your own home. Now, these trainers can be very costly, but I know they'll probably hate me for saying this, but they're not only training your dog, and that's not all that you're paying for, but they're also training you. So keep that in mind when hiring a trainer in general. So Samantha D., I hope this information helps you understand why your dog is behaving this way, and some of these techniques can help you get started brushing up on the retraining process. If you guys have a question for me to answer, feel free to email me at petfluffpodcast at gmail.com. Now we're at the last segment of the day. Of course, I always say it, it is my favorite segment, the pet fluff feature of the week. Well, it's time for my favorite segment, which is the feature pet of the episode. This is where I showcase a local DMV pet that is in need of a forever home. So, let me help you find your forever pet. You guys are going to love today's kitty so much. But before we get into our feature pet of the episode, I wanted to tell you a little bit about Four Paws. They are a nonprofit, community-based, all-volunteer organization that takes in neglected, abandoned, abused, and unwanted cats and kittens. Cats rescued by Four Paws receive vaccines and appropriate veterinary care before being adopted into permanent and loving homes. An animal rescued by Four Paws will never be euthanized except out of medical necessity. Additionally, Four Paws is dedicated to supporting the management of populations and improving the health of feral cat colonies. Four Paw volunteers also hold seminars and local schools to teach children the importance of responsible pet care. Noelle is our feature pet of the episode. She is a new arrival from PG County's animal shelter. She came came to Fort Paws during the COVID-19 pandemic when the shelter closed its doors to the public. She is a gal that ended up in a shelter when her previous family could no longer keep her. She is now ready and waiting for a loving new home. There isn't much information on Noelle's background, but if she's adopted into a home with another friendly feline, proper introduction procedures still need to be followed, and there are helpful guidelines available on the Four Paws website. Since she is new to Four Paws, 
laws. They don't know how she'll behave around dogs or children. Noelle was born in April 2014. She is spayed, current on her vaccinations, and combo tested negative and microchipped. If you are interested in Noelle, please reach out to Four Paws, and I have the link in our IG account link tree for more information. Oh, that music's coming in. You know what that means. It means I gotta go. In case you haven't heard, I'm actually now on YouTube. This is probably an easier platform available for those who are not true podcast listeners. Please like and subscribe on YouTube and don't forget to hit that notification bell for every updated episode available. You can also follow me on Instagram at CRC Pet Service. You can find all of the information that we've talked about today all the adoption information, all of the resources available, you can find it there. I would love if you guys became a listener to Pet Fluff with Katie Mara. I am on all major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, CastBox, Buzzsprout, etc. I actually just got approved on iHeartRadio. Apparently, they're the number one podcast platform now. Who knew? I think the only platform I'm still waiting to hear from is Pandora, but I'm literally on everything else. Follow me to get notifications on every time I update new episodes. Now, if you are in the DMV, CRC Pet Service is available for all of your pet sitting needs. We provide dog walking, pet sitting, overnight care, and boarding for your pet. Check out crcpetservice.com for all of your pet sitting needs. I am always looking for your comments or suggestions for future shows. You can always email me at petfluffpodcast at gmail.com for all inquiries and business inquiries too. If you're looking to promote any sort of product or your business, also reach out to me on my email. Episode 8, which comes out June 13th, 2020, I will talk about pubescent dogs and that there is a strange correlation between teens and pups. Plus... What is the proper way to clean your dog's ears? All that and more on episode 8, June 13th, 2020. So guys, I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. I found it very useful and practical. I try to bring a lot of information to you guys all in one episode without it being too long. I gotta go, but in case you have forgotten today, you matter, you are loved, you are worthy, and you are magical. Bye! Thank <laughs> you.